Hi guys. Hi guys and thank you for tuning in to our 11th episode. Let us just jump right into our icebreaker question for today's episode. So I'll ask you what is your worst trait or what is a weakness that you have? We also encourage the audience and you guys listening in to also think about weakness that you guys have and something you want to improve on. I think one of my weaknesses that I've kind of been seeing more of recently is that I'm pretty critical or like I'm pretty judgmental. Like I think I just tend to be critical when I notice like flaws about other people. Like I notice certain things that I'm like, oh, like if someone's always late or if someone never completes their work on time and leaves the group lagging behind. Like I just notice those things as kind of like flaws and I get kind of judgmental about somebody's character. But I want to get better at you know not being so judgmental because i think sometimes i just need to realize that i should focus on myself instead of worrying about how other people are doing do you think that it's similar do you think it's like the same thing to judge inwardly versus judge outwardly or is there one that's like better than the other so like obviously judgment is never like amazing but it is only inevitable i think you know it can be argued differently some people might say oh it's better to just let someone know how you're feeling instead of bottling it up but me personally i i don't think it's like such a big deal i just kind of judge sometimes people for what they do but it's not necessarily like such a big deal that i would outwardly like say it if that makes sense i would also say that i think we only started becoming more judgmental a few months ago or even like a year or so ago because there were certain things that we were putting up with and kind of shoving under the rug and over time and also because of this pandemic where we have been able to reflect more and be more selective about who and what we who we interact with and what we do we've kind of realized that okay I'm not okay with this anymore when I used to be so maybe that's where some of the judgment is coming in so it's not always like 100% bad but it's not very effective use of your time Yeah exactly like what you said is true it could be kind of like the defense mechanism or my way of avoiding a situation um because if i notice that it's something i don't like or i'm critical of i'm more likely to avoid that person or avoid that aspect so but yeah i do want to like become a bit less critical i know it's a virgo trait to be critical but yes what about you what's something you want to get better at For me I would say like in general I'm quite a soft person in that like I want to become more assertive so more assertive as a leader more assertive as a person more assertive with others but also with myself like understand properly what I want if I want to say no to someone or something I should say it and not feel bad or guilty for saying no um and I've also had more experience being a leader for the this past year and I really in- enjoy it but sometimes I wish I was a little more adamant and assertive. Do you think that weakness comes more internally? Like are you internally afraid or something or are you more afraid of like the external response to if you're being assertive or not? It's weird. I just feel like if I become assertive it'll come across as being bossy and I like to lead in like a group in more of a group setting and I think sometimes I just feel like I'm being too nice. I don't know. Like I don't feel the need to always be super assertive because I feel like people will get things done. But a lot of times being a leader is not just about the label, it's about how you carry it out and I genuinely have learned a lot about how to be a good leader, but I think the assertiveness is something I am really inspired by when I see other people their ability to get things done and get points across clearly, so I really want to get better at that. We need to make sure we're not being like pushovers. 
as leaders where people can like take advantage of us or whatever. Um, but we also need to make sure we're obviously not being bossy. So yeah, that that's definitely a hard balance to strike. True. And we are both such Virgos because you talked about being overly critical and you just said that like my, what I said relates to kind of thinking that I'm a pushover, which is actually very true. I do believe that there have been many times where I've felt that and those are two very much Virgo traits. So Virgo, if you guys are interested in astrology, all that stuff, but those are actually very interesting icebreakers. And maybe one of your weaknesses or traits is your inability to keep up a conversation or you want to get better at just maintaining relationships, building communication with people, improving on small talk, avoiding awkward conversations. These are very much super important life skills and things that pretty much everybody would say is one of their weakness, which is social skills, your communication skills. Yeah, and that's what our episode is going to be about today. We're going to talk about what makes conversations awkward, how to avoid them, what are awkward silences, what is small talk, how to navigate conversations in a group versus one-on-one setting. So yeah, and I think the reason why we wanted to do this episode is, at least for me, I wanted to do this episode is because I was actually listening to Ali Abdal's and his brother's podcast called Not Overthinking, and they had an episode that was titled something like What Makes an Awkward Silence? or why is small talk bad or something like that like and I was like oh my god these are such niche topics but it's so common like I feel like all of us have either been in awkward silence or had to engage in small talk before so I thought it would be interesting to dive deeper into a seemingly superficial topic that's a good reason um for me it's kind of similar to you and we have kind of touched on this before we grew we grew up always wanting to talk more and express our ideas but we never really could so over time as we have become more confident in ourselves like any of my friends would know me as like the talker I love talking when I'm in a video call or with my friends I don't like any awkward silences and now that we're moving on to the next chapter of our life with college I've again, felt this type of social anxiety that almost everyone feels when you don't know anyone. But I just feel that, oh my God, it's like restricting me from being able to be more myself and be more free. So, you know, our growth is very evident and which this is also why we wanted to talk about this topic and take the time to also get better at it ourselves. The first thing I want to talk about is the term socially awkward. So a lot of people use that term kind of loosely, um, but, you know, there are some people who experience it to a larger extent than others there are some people who may experience it just around strangers but I feel like it's common to feel nerves around strangers in any case but if you're somebody who feels it constantly even around people who you're comfortable with or have known for a long time I would say that person might fit the definition more but basically when I was doing my research social awkwardness is basically a feeling of not being able to identify social cues or misunderstanding social cues it's not a bad thing at all but you can definitely work to improve it do you want to talk about some characteristics of you know, those who would consider that they experience social awkwardness? Sure. So these are some characteristics we found online. So somebody who is considered socially awkward or, you know, you can find yourself being socially awkward in different contexts will spend a lot of time worrying if they have done or said something wrong. So maybe if they've said something, they'll be like, oh, no, I regret what I just said. And they'll overthink about that. Another characteristic is that they have trouble in social situations. They struggle with small talk. They struggle with building connections with others. 
Another characteristic is that they want to make friends, but as I said, they're struggling to connect with others and they might feel rejected by others and therefore they'll be more closed off when somebody's trying to converse and build a friendship with them. Do you think social awkwardness can be triggered depending on which situation you're in, regardless of who you are? Or do you think it's like something that you need to know that you have, if that makes sense? I don't think being socially awkward is like a trait you're like born with, if that makes sense. It's a little more fleeting. It can come and go than some other personality traits that people have. But like, for example, I was saying when I'm trying to make new friends in a college setting, maybe I become a little more socially awkward and I'm more cautious and conscious about what people are going to think about me. Whereas when I'm with my close friends, I don't think that. So kind of branching off of that, what do you think makes a conversation awkward? Like in general, so we talked about being socially awkward, having to having to work with people like that, or having to navigate those feelings of being socially and feeling awkward. But what makes a conversation awkward? Yeah, so I think one distinction to make is you don't have to be socially awkward for a conversation to be awkward. But what makes a conversation awkward, I think, is so if there are two people talking and typically it's strangers and there's like a silence, so there's an awkward silence. So our discussion of awkward silence can come in here as well. I think the first reason is that people, like both parties, worry about the impression they're making, like first impressions. So they're very careful about what they're saying and what's coming out of their mouth. So you are likely to pause for longer because you're trying to make sure you're getting the words right. But you may also pause for longer because you just don't know the person. So the conversation topics don't flow as naturally. What, what do you think are some other reasons? So I like what you said. Another thing I would say is kind of will make this more personal of just like our pet peeves on what I think makes a conversation not fun at all. So when people constantly give short replies, and yeah, maybe you can say they don't, they don't want to talk to you, but it's like, it's more than that. So somebody's chatting a lot, but they just reply with one word answers, or they don't want to engage in conversations unless it's about them or unless they need something. People might also scene zone, and a lot of times it's unintentional, but if it's a repetitive thing, it's not how you're supposed to connect with somebody. And these two things are very much more of an online setting. I think it's very important in this day and age to develop a habit of being an effective communicator online because more than 50% of the time, that is what you're having to do these days. What are some of your other pet peeves? Because short replies and scene zoning are my biggest pet peeves. If there's anybody I talk to, I make it known to them. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, I don't think scene zones feel very nice. Like you like feeling ghosted is never a good thing. But yeah, yeah, like I think we covered most of it. So conversations are typically awkward because in the case of strangers, people are too caught up in their own head about what the person will think about them or what they should say. And in the case of friends, if you know, there's a lack of reciprocation or the energy levels aren't the same. I think for me, it can get awkward if you haven't seen the person in a long time and they're a childhood friend or something and there's not many common threads anymore or common themes for you guys to talk about. So that could be awkward, but you know, awkwardness really happens anytime and anywhere. And I kind of want to ask you, Anaga, like, do you think awkward conversations are a bad thing? Awkward conversations never feel good like they feel bad um and 
a lot of times like it depends what you what you define as awkward we have used the term awkward so many times so we could use a synonym such as conversation that's just not flowing well or something like that or just not really going anywhere or it just ends bluntly too many silences if it's in a a face to face conversation but in my opinion it really depends on the dynamic like whether you're talking to somebody online or face to face how close you are with the person what the context is the reason you guys are talking to each other but overall i would just say develop a sense of social and media etiquette you know like i mentioned i think i was being a little bit critical about the short replies and the scene zoning and there are also sometimes people only jump into a conversation when it's about themselves and they don't show any care or interest in what the person has been saying if it's like a group chat situation so it's very important to be mindful of that but we have talked a lot of like we've trash talked a lot on awkward silences or how conversations can be bad but when is an awkward silence a good thing if you really know the person well and it's completely okay for you guys to just be silent and on your phones i would just call that like a silence <laughs> so yeah because you're comfortable enough with the person that you don't need to be talking 24/7 i've kind of thought about this for my kind of future college roommate you know once my sister and i are not rooming together because we're applying to room together in our first year like i i don't want to always have to be talking to my roommate you know i'm living with them so we should be okay to be in silence so yeah that is when a silence can be okay but i also think that overall an awkward silence is a precursor to more conversation so you can't really expect to start talking with a stranger and kick it off right away with no awkward silences so you know everyone goes through it so it's totally fine but what comes after like there's an awkward silence like when you meet a stranger there might be an awkward pause or two but like what comes after that so this is not just for the context you just mentioned this could be for any situation regardless if you know the person or not this is kind of like the first step to starting a conversation and building a connection with somebody and this is all about small talk so you guys have probably heard about it maybe you guys don't remember the last time you engaged in small talk or you hate the idea of it but according to oxford dictionary small talk is a form of polite conversation about un- unimportant or uncontroversial manners especially in a social occasion. I don't know when I hear it I just think about people in like a business meeting or like more adults and they're just talking about the weather like that's just the connotation I get with small talk and I think that's kind of maybe why a lot of people think it's like so trashy. That's true and when I watch media reportings of the royal family I always see them like meeting so many people on the daily and I can't hear what they're saying because it's just like cameras taking videos of them from a distance but I'm like wow they seem like they genuinely care about the millions of people they're meeting every day and they're having some kind of conversation and it doesn't look awkward so they've probably mastered the art of small talk and expressing genuine interest and sincerity with whoever they meet so I really like that Yeah, but you know, many people despise small talk because they believe that it's like a forceful move of courtesy that precedes a deeper dive into some more important topic, but I do think that small talk is needed to break the ice. You like I said before, you can't just expect to kick it off with someone and immediately start asking them like what is your goal in life, you know? I'm just going to add on to what you said. Sometimes it's like it's foreshadowing something else. So you just want to get the f- small talk over with. Like for example, you meet with your teacher and the teacher is like how was your weekend and you kind of talk but then you know in a in 2 seconds they're going to be like okay so about your math test 
you know, like you're just like, it's not the vibe. Oh my God, I completely get that. So yeah, that can be a more annoying version of small talk. But when you're actually genuinely meeting someone for the first time and it's not like a forceful situation, like you guys are both in it at the same time, like you're in it together. Same with awkward silence. Both parties are in it together. Both parties are probably feeling awkward. Both parties are probably feeling like, oh no, I have to engage in small talk first. But I think, yeah, it is a necessary component. Kind of branching off of that, though, we kind of mentioned how some people just don't like the idea of small talk and small talk usually works with people that you maybe have more of a professional or professional relationship with or you don't know them at all. So what are some other ways for people to start an insightful and fun conversation without saying hi or how are you necessarily? Because a lot of times your dynamic with friends are not as professional or formal as small talk is it's more informal it's more fun and lighthearted. so what are some ways of showing that you care about your friend and starting a fun conversation yeah that's a really good question but I think the first thing I'll say is I don't really care how close I am with a person I always love it when somebody says hi or how are you just checking in we haven't talked in a while like that does seem a little bit too polite for close friends but I also think it is just normal (laughs) it's a normal thing to do but yeah like to answer your question you can you know a lot of the times what we do with our friends is like we share a meme and talk about that or you share something that you heard that was interesting either in the news or in like whatever setting you're in like school or college or like share your favorite song a video you liked exactly and a lot of times if there is no like how's your day or like a meme that's been shared or something to start the conversation from somebody's end, the conversation may never start and you guys may drift apart with whoever you're talking about. So one thing that you and I do quite a lot is initiate conversation. And it's genuinely because I enjoy doing it. I enjoy feeling connected to other people and having people to talk to. So, you know, think about ways you can start a fun conversation, but still getting the message across that you care for the person, you're there for them because you never know what they're going through. And Just keep the friendship alive. Yeah, we'll talk more about conversations in a bit, but I do want to share this study about small talk because a lot of people might think, oh, it's like useless and stuff. But so a study was published in Psychological Science in 2010, which showed that higher levels of well-being were associated with less small talk and more substantive conversation. Like they kind of had this setting where they made people, they gave people prompts of deep uh, topics to talk about versus just small talk or or something around the lines of that. But this study was repeated in 2018 with a much larger sample and a more sophisticated analysis of the data. And they concluded then that small talk that small talk does not undermine happiness and that it might actually be associated with more happiness because at least it's like you're talking. Like, you know, wouldn't you rather go to a formal event and engage in some type of talk rather than just being alone? Like, I know some people would definitely like that. I'm not saying anything against that, but yeah, it's definitely part of the social dynamic. For sure. Like I said before, it's kind of like a precursor to becoming better friends and becoming better, you know, professional acquaintances or whatever it might be but yeah so what do you think are some tips to becoming better at small talk okay so probably know when to initiate small talk but also know when to escalate the level of conversation and discourse you're having beyond just the basic like we mentioned what's the weather like or how was your weekend because then that will make you a more popular conversational person who's interested 
in building a deeper relationship and not just like continuing on with basic boring stuff. Also adopt a more appropriate and open mindset before starting a conversation. Go in with the intention of building something meaningful with the person. Yeah, so we just spent a lot of time talking more about the stranger aspect or like people we don't know or acquaintances because that's when the awkward silences and the small talk typically arises. But now we're going to be kind of talking more about in groups of people or friends that you already know or one-on-one with a friend. And these are just some things that we have noticed and that we want to just talk about because I think um, I think everyone should make it a goal to become a better like person to converse with at least that is a goal for my sister and I especially because we're meeting so many people especially like honestly because of COVID I met a lot of people through my different online organizations too who have never seen them in person but I have to lead meetings and do check-in calls for them and both parties have to learn how to adapt and all so this is like our recipe for success section. Okay, so the first thing I would say for our recipe for success is know how you're coming across to other people. There's sometimes you might be oblivious, you don't know how you're coming across to somebody, but that is your responsibility because you're presenting yourself to other people. So, you know, look at your body language, look at how you're replying, look at your tone, your vibe you know these things are very important because then you're putting a lot of pressure on the other person to carry the conversation and I've actually felt this many times so that is the first tip the second one is when you're talking in groups make sure everyone is involved at least for most of the time especially in like a zoom video call where you can't like engage in a side conversation with one person because everybody else can listen to you so it's not always possible so make sure you're trying to talk about something everyone can relate to i know it's not always possible but for example if somebody in a group call is talking about something you cannot relate to you can't like shut off right you still want to be you know you can be sensitive, but you want to be open and still engage in that conversation. But then, you know, kind of bring it more general to something everybody can talk about. Those are really good pieces of advice. I really liked what you said about the tone thing. And I kind of have a small like anecdote. Like, I'm not really sure how exactly it'll fit in to this recipe for success. But I think, yeah, what 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 you said, like, be mindful of your tone. I guess like for me, I'm a pretty energetic texter or like I put like a little heart or something. That's very you. <laughs> yeah, like I want the person to not misinterpret my tone or whatever. So yeah, and every time somebody is checking in after a long time, I always use words like OMG or like ha ha ha, like, you know, things like that to just show more of my personality. But there was one time where I decided not to text like that because, you know, I wasn't really feeling it from the other person and they kind of were like, oh, how are you? Like, are you okay? You sound a little different. And it's just, it, it just felt a little bit weird to me because I realized that maybe I should start to, you know, tone down sometimes because if I don't tone it down, it eventually hits me that why am I overdoing it so much? And then when I stop overdoing it, it starts to stick out, if that makes sense. So I think I should just like calm my texting a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing about effort. A lot of times it becomes one-sided. The one person is putting in more. And if that ends up being you, it might take a toll and it might end up being something that's not too sustainable. So it's very important to think about like who's putting in more in um, the conversation and also kind of, you know, changing up your expectations and your approach to things. So 
moving on, what is another like recipe for success? I think that this is one thing we do with one of our friends. Like we just randomly message each other random deep probing questions or even just ask their opinion on like a complex news or pop culture event. It could literally even be TikTok drama. But I feel like, you know, people like to engage in those conversations. I think that is the complete opposite of what you would call small talk. Like you just randomly check in and be like, oh, did you hear about what happened with this and that? And, you know, it could also be a good learning experience for the both of you. That's a good one. Another one is the ability to navigate difficult or tough, maybe taboo conversations. If somebody close to you is opening up to you or sharing an important moment in their life or just expressing a day-to-day frustration, your ability to delve into insightful, meaningful, affection conversation is very important. And a lot of times people aren't like, trained to do that so you might find yourself in the moment being like uh what what do i do but don't come across like that don't reply to them being like why are you telling me that this or don't just say lol you know it's a learning experience and every time you experience it you realize that you're so glad you engaged properly and you were there for this person because it'll teach you to be a better converser and a friend and a person yeah i just think that there's so much more benefit of engaging in a good conversation even if it's like a very short one rather than just like ending it off or responding very kind of vaguely I think that at least for my sister and I personally like we really value our social connections and every time I start a conversation with someone I would love if they would engage in it fully and reply to what I'm saying before jumping into what they're saying. It's kind of all about balancing give and take. So give, but also take. So don't dominate the conversation or always be selfish, like find a balance. You know, be curious about others, have an open mind, ask questions, you know, even if it's like dumb things or just whatever the vibe or dynamic is with your friends, right? It can't just be a person talking about themselves and then I'm talking about myself and then my friend is talking about themselves. Like there's no connection or like, you know, trying to understand each other. So respond well to their questions. You know, don't over talk sometimes don't overshare. I overshare. I talk a lot. I love talking, especially it depends on the person. Of course, you, you, you're you not the same with everyone, but take time to also be an active listener. I guess it's, it's not really called a conversation anymore. If it's just like, oh, here's what I have to say. This is my question. And, you know, next person, that's my question. Another tip I would also give is this has to do with more um, awkward silences. If you want to avoid those, you can plan what to say beforehand. Like this may come across as a little bit pretentious because I at least like to, you know, segue conversations based on how the conversation is going, based on what my friends are saying. But, you know, if really, if it comes to a situation where literally nobody's saying anything, you could plan substantive topics to say um, beforehand. Yeah, like that's the type of friend I am. Like I remember and know a lot about my friends. Sometimes it's kind of creepy. Like I would memorize all their class schedules and stuff. So every time I'm calling with somebody or about to meet somebody, I always know what to say. For example, like I haven't met them since something like they came back from a trip so when I meet them I ask them about their trip so that's already something to start the conversation right so I remember what happened to them or what they've been doing so then when I meet them it's like I care about you like I know what's going on I know the life update I'm all caught up so that's always me you know like I'm always I just have these things and then the conversation like flows naturally would you say you do like a similar thing 
Not as much as you. And I've kind of noticed my sister do it. Like I've noticed how you're really able to keep conversations going really well. And for those of you guys like who kind of think like that might come across as like forced or creepy, like not really. Like if you guys are in the same school, in the same class, in the same kind of setting, you kind of know what the person has been up to. So ask them about that and, you know, just check in. You know, you can even ask broader questions like, oh, how is college going even you know depending on if that's your relationship with them because you know that is the time period at least my sister and I are in right now with like college stuff so yeah I would say that all of those tips I really agree with and I think that hopefully this podcast episode helped you guys recognize at least you know some certain problems that either you may be experiencing or you may be partaking in yourself of what makes conversations not flow as well or what makes conversations one-sided etc do you want to move on to our exit ticket yeah sure so the exit ticket question we have today is does somebody's personality traits also define their conversation tactics or their way of carrying out conversations so there's obviously no solid yes or no answer to this but I also think that being aware of somebody's personality traits can help you when you're navigating a conversation with them. Because if somebody is typically very extroverted, they're likely to be more energetic when they're messaging. And then you can be aware of that. And then if somebody is more introverted, or there are definitely people and I completely kind of understand this, they really thrive with real life interactions and they really they just can't do it with online interactions like they just can't bring themselves to text or look at their phone for so long and message people and I'm not saying that's necessarily an introvert but you know recognizing their characteristics like recognizing the characteristics of the person you're texting like what type of texture they are uh I think we that that I think that can really help you because it can help with the balance in the relationship kind of like you were saying about give and take it can help you determine how much to give and how much to expect if that makes sense definitely knowing somebody's personality traits will definitely help you figure out how they converse online it kind of touches on our episode where we talked about are you an introvert or an extrovert because I think that most of my friends are very predictable on how they talk online as to how they are in real in real life like how they are as a person but there are some people where it's like the opposite like in real life they're more introverted but behind a screen they feel more expressive or the other way around so you really never know but it's very important to be compassionate in a conversation and not you know know how you're coming across us because you might actually hurt someone's feelings you know maybe you're having an off day and you don't feel like replying to somebody but if you do that all the time and you never respond to someone's message you might end up you know, cutting ties with them unintentionally, and it's never a good feeling. So try to become a better person. You know, we're all trying here and everybody should actively be trying. Like even in this kind of podcast episode with you, we are kind of giving our own two cents, but also building off of each other, listening to each other, building on and asking questions. You know, that is why our podcast is called Ascent of Success. We're all trying to get better and learning about how to be more successful in these like everyday aspects. Exactly. I really like what you said. And, you know, there, there is a lot to do with empathy here again. Like if you know that, you know, somebody's having an off day, you might not even know it, but if they're not replying, you don't try to like, try not to take it personally. Like maybe they genuinely weren't feeling it or they were busy at the time. Maybe they were like cooking something and they had to go like, go check on their food like I don't know but yeah like I think um 
my sister and I have a lot of conversations about online um, messaging and staying in touch though, because I feel like for the past year that has been super important for us because, you know, it's our last two years in high school, saying bye to friends is always really hard, especially like, and losing touch with them two years in advance would have been really sad. So we talk a lot about what we like about different people and their texting styles and their social media kind of personas and connecting to other people. And we also reflect a lot about ourselves. I kind of like how I was saying before, I want to be a bit less energetic sometimes because sometimes I feel like I overdo it. And then the only person that gets affected by that is me because I overdo it and I don't get it back. So then I feel kind of trashy, if that makes sense. In other words, we love talking about talking and having conversations about having conversations and that is basically what this episode is how to have a good conversation what don't what do you like and not like in a conversation what type of texture are you you know do you scene zone a lot do you reply with short answers or do you write in essays do you double text triple text I'm really curious like would you say you're I mean I I kind of already know but like for our audience like would you say you're like a double triple texter or do you write a lot in one go Okay, so I don't use perfect grammar when I'm writing. I don't really care about grammar, but I, it's like, it really depends. I don't think I have one set. Sometimes I write short, sometimes I write longer. I do double, triple text. I definitely do that. It's very common. It's okay. Um, But I always acknowledge what the person said and try to build conversation. And like, it depends for every person because you have a different dynamic with others. Yeah, like I like what you said about the you always acknowledge what people say, like same here, they could be they could have said the simplest thing, like I took a nap and I'm like, OMG, like cool. Like, (laughs) I I like acknowledge every aspect of like what somebody says, because I like when people do that for me as well. But you know, it it really depends on somebody's texting style. And that's kind of what we were saying about adapting and becoming more tolerant of other people's texting styles. Kind of like how I said in the beginning of this episode, I tend to get critical when somebody is not replying or scene zoning or not acknowledging or not back reading what I said. But I guess part of it stems from my criticism. True. So basing it off, of what you just said the very last thing we're going to talk about and this is like our takeaway and even you guys listening should come up with an answer for this what is one conversation or conversing based skill that you want to improve on I'm not sure if this fully relates but I want to share a bit less because I think I touched on uh, things like this a lot throughout this episode but sometimes when I the give and take aspect when I give a lot I sometimes sit there expecting something in return. Like if I shared my detailed experience about something, I expect them to share their detailed experience about something as well. But some people may be super private. If they don't want to share something, they don't have to. So I think that personally for me, I need to tone things down a little bit, like sharing less, texting less. Uh, You know, like I maybe just try not to be the first person to start the conversation. Even avoiding that sometimes I feel like will be good practice for me to kind of distance myself a little bit and see if the other person reciprocates as well. Because, you know, yeah, sometimes you have to just do that for your own benefit. What about you? I think it's just what you said, lowering your expectations. It's not a bad thing at all. It's sometimes we may be expecting too much and that's bad on our part. So just establishing a balance there. I would say like, I was actually going to say a similar thing to you, um, expecting less, but also maybe talking more about important things. I don't know. Sometimes my conversations with people are very entertaining, but a little bit shallow. And we might overlook some 
real things going on in their life. So sometimes having those like maybe more borderline difficult conversations that sometimes maybe you're avoiding or you don't want to talk about because this friend and you are always talking about like fun, lighthearted things. But it's very important not to avoid something, um, especially if it's a real life. So that's the whole thing. You know, you, you can always get better at conversing and how to talk to somebody, how to make them feel heard, and then how to do the same. And it's like treat others the way you want to be treated, basically. So that is my main takeaway. That is very important because I was going to say, like, you don't necessarily owe anything to anyone. Like, I know a lot of the times we're like, don't seem zone, this, that, but nobody owes anything to me and I don't really owe much to anyone else. But treating others the way you want to be treated is important. Like, if you want people to keep scene zoning you and replying in like one word, like, sure, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, hopefully this episode was helpful for you guys. It was a little bit rambly and a little bit personal, but I think it was a pretty interesting topic. Yeah, I feel like I could ramble about this for hours, but I think we got a lot out in this and we'll obviously have more topics relating to this, like on friendship and much others. And you can always tie back to this every time. So yeah, thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you guys took something away from this maybe underrated topic that you sometimes overlook, but it's very, very interesting. And you can now be more conscious every time you're talking to somebody. So yeah. Thank you guys and see you in our next episode. Bye.